Welcome to the Jesus Coyote Coyote Bites podcast. Uh, this is Ryan, Daniel, Joe, and Paul. He's not going to say much. Um, yeah. He won't and today, say if he knows what's good for him. <laughs> today, our topic is concert etiquette. Where do you stand? Well, I guess the first question is: Are we yeah. talking about the concert that you are attending, or the concert that you are a part of? Feel like there's two different sides to the etiquette okay, question. Okay, you know what? You know what? First, first, we're gonna do this in two parts, right? We're gonna go around twice. The first one is going to be concert goer etiquette, and then the second one is going to be band etiquette. Hot. I like this. As things we are familiar with. Yeah. All right. Go for it. Oh wow, that just got thrown straight to me. All right. So, as a concert goer, uh, usually the thing that I try to be the most conscious of is don't just stand there and stare at the band. Oh. As somebody who has been on stage every now and then to a crowd that just claps between songs or just cheers between songs, but while you're playing is just staring no interaction oh, whatsoever. You're, you're talking about the f- uh, the the famous Chicago dance craze, the Chicago stare. The Chicago stare. Yes. All the no, kids are doing it. I hate it being on stage, and I don't want to be a part of it when I'm off stage. So I will usually try to do everything I can to feed some energy yeah. back out there. Oh, and I've seen you. You know how to boogie. I've, you know, I'd you'll boogie the hair flip, the hair wave, oh. the head bang. It's oh, all yeah. about the head bang. Um, that's usually my you know etiquette tip number one. Etiquette number two, uh, make sure you realize who you are standing in front of. Because <laughs> there is nothing like being that dick who is, you know, maybe six inches taller than the person behind them and just completely obstructing their view. Yeah, that's, that's me. That's yeah. my bad. I'm, I'm becoming more conscious, though, because Liz has made sure to go and, like, poke me about that. Be like, hey, you're standing in front of people. Now they can't see. <laughs> yeah, you are. They could before you got here. You are obstructing their view. <laughs> you are tall and you are being rude right now, Ryan. Quick, an- quick anecdote, which I actually adored. Um, so when, uh, I went to a show, and this gentleman who was a big—I'm going to say big dude—he was, you know, a little heavier set, but you know, definitely over the six, maybe six one, six two mark. Like he was a big yeah. guy. He was in the pit, and you know it was, it was a show. And I was like, it, my first thought was like, "Oh gosh, are we you know we're gonna be stuck behind this guy?" However, I think he did understand his role as a larger individual. Individual, I don't I don't mean to say it as a role, but like he was cognizant. Is like, oh, I'm a bigger guy. There are a lot of other fans here that I absolutely tower over. So you know he was there to have a good time with everybody. He was, you know, play, bands going. He's dancing. He's, you know, but what I did notice is he actually moved, kind of throughout the set. What a good guy! And it, it was actually really cute because he was, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, he's having a good time dancing with people. But he was moving, so it's like, okay, he understands that he's a big guy. And no one's gonna see around him, you know, if they're directly behind him. But for him to be, you know, maybe over here for one song, you hear another song, kind of doing that. But what really won me over is some girl had her phone. And she was, you know, recording a video, you know, the band going. And he was standing behind her, didn't say a word. Kinda took her phone out of her hand, lifted it up, kind of got a shot of the band for like a, a, a couple of seconds. 
and I gave it back, like, back to her. And you know, she was, I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm like, that was just so nice. World, be more like good guy, tall man. Yeah, I say good guy Greg all over the place. Yeah, such good guy Greg. Energy. Good guy Greg and all over. Yeah. But yeah, no. So I felt I felt like that was like one of those situations it's where it's like you know recognizing, hey, I'm a bigger person. People want to see the show and they probably can't see it or do it around me. What can I do to you know still have a good time, but also be aware of my surroundings and the people around me. So I think that also brings up you know an interesting etiquette question. As a concert goer, what do you do with your phone? How much is too much phone? I have a bad habit of not taking a lot of videos and pictures. Oh. Weirdly enough. Um, I don't know why. I think. Being in the moment in this day and age? In the moment. Yeah, being in the moment, but like, I know I. Usually I'll take like maybe a picture or two of the band, maybe get a video of like, you know, a couple bars of a song, like maybe a chorus or, you know, a verse into a chorus. And I'm, you know, because I'm obnoxious, I make sure to count it. So it's like, okay, like, you know, it's like a four bar, eight bars. It's always on one of those. It's not like clip, clip done. It's I'm like, so I'll do it. Right. Honestly, I won't, I don't do a whole lot on the phone. Well, and like you do, you, you probably do it like, so it musically makes sense. Yep. Because if you're going to post it, you want to be, like, cutting off, like, starting in the middle of a bar and cutting off in the middle of a bar or a section or something. You want to get, like, a full chorus or a full verse. Or, yeah, I'm, I'm plagued by knowledge. Right? But is there an amount of, like, recording that's rude during a show? Yes. Yes. Uh, Ryan and I went to uh, Dirty Loops when they did their first, their one U.S. tour. Loopified. Which was, they put on a fantastic show. But I remember very distinctly, I'm not even going to call him a gentleman. The guy next <laughs> next to me had his phone out the entirety of the show. Like, ever, and to, like it just made, like, I was just, I not like passing judgment, but also at the same time judging it, being like, what do you plan on doing with that? Right. It's like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, I understand you want to be there in the moment. And we were like, hey, I want to take a small piece of it home. But to record the entire show. Well, and I also believe that there is something psychological there. I think it's the hoarding of experience. Like, you are just trying to go and collect all... Like, the same thing with people who take a bunch of photos or who just have files all over the place, and especially digitally. Now those things don't take up a lot of physical room. So, it, you know, it's, it's like secret hoarding. You don't... Like, you can even have people over your nice house... And they have no idea it's that you have terabytes of that they just have terabytes of stuff that you know they're never going to look at again but refuse to get rid of. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, I will. I will say on the flip side of that, though, like you know, if I go to the the concert with somebody, I'll always say like, "Hey, can we share photos? Like, share you know, share the photos you took." Yeah. But yeah, you know, but mostly because I know that I'm bad at taking the photos. Yeah. Because I get very like enthralled and into you know the music or into the experience what shame on you enjoying music as a fan Not yeah. that, i don't know what that is i or will say you? it was nice uh when i when i saw placebo a couple of weeks back you know they kind of did an announcement before they played they didn't go full jack white and you know lock up your phones which you know i <laughs> i get it but i don't know if i i, I get it but i don't agree with it maybe yeah um the extreme extremity, but they said, "Hey, you know, people came to see the show. They came to see the concert." I mean, Jack they White's also afraid of computers. 
they didn't come to see the back of your phone. Please be respectful around the people around you. And I snuck a couple, like a couple of photos, but for the most part, there were very few phones up, which I thought was cool. Um, another good show I've gone to, where it kind of pokes fun at it. Uh, Rob Zombie, incredible showman. But he, ma- you know, he jokes. Is all right, everybody. Like, we're gonna po- we're gonna pose. Get all your photos now. Ah. And so, like, they literally, they, they were like, yes. they like stopping a song. All right, po- they like posing. Frozen. All right, you guys got your, you know, your all your pictures and everything you wanted. Cool. Phones away for a minute. Let's pretend like we're back in the '90s <laughs> at a rock show. And then you know, and then you know, of course, everyone's like jumping Cute. and everything and having a good time. But Cute. that's beautiful. I think I think there's a time and a place for it. You know, as a performer, because you know, ultimately, yeah, you do want people to have a good time. You want people to be in the moment, but you also want them to have like a souvenir to take home. So a phone, a video. Within reason, I, I think. Do you know what the best sort of souvenir to take home from a show is? A tooth? Preferably what? not your own. Well, f- I was certain the answer was going to be merch, but a tooth, especially one bought at the merch booth, might be the ultimate answer. We could sell teeth. I can get teeth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, yes and. <laughs> Sometimes is a troublesome philosophy, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. If you're looking, if you're, you know, you're looking at your phone, right? Yeah, if you're looking at your phone, you're not actually making any sort of meaningful connection with the performers you like paid money to go and see. And furthermore, there is almost like this fun sort of awesome trance state, similar to what you will find at a movie theater, right? When you're just going, you're engrossed in the story, and you're maybe out of body for a hot second, right? Maybe you're not just going and dealing with all the little trials and tribulations of your ego, and you're going and being wrapped up in some sort of performance or some piece of art that has been quaffed, curated, and, like, designed specifically for your enjoyment in that exact moment. A group of individuals has traveled across country to go and play for you and the other group of people you're involved with right there. Just some awesome art, and by not going and participating in that, by simply watching and wiggling your hips back and forth, you are actually doing the entire event a disservice. Unless it's a good wiggle. Unless it's a, well... Negative, very aggressive wiggle, and then you, you gotta can get, Gotta get a good wiggle. Yeah, so, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm on your side with that, where it's like, grab what you need, but, you know, it's like going and taking rocks from a national park. Like, don't. <laughs> Dick move, brah. Oh. It's it's like the law of the, sh- uh, the shopping cart. Another thing for audience, uh, another thing for audience etiquette, though, because that's like for big concerts, right? But there are small concert audience etiquette, right? For instance, one of my favorite ones is don't go up to the band and ask them to play something if they know anything like that people know. I had that happen to me while playing a song where an audience member came up and said, Hey, do you guys do you guys know any songs that like people know? In just in total earnest. I'm not sure if I'm yep. impressed with the gumption. The gumption or distraught by the rudeness or some strange combination of the two. Or it's or it comes from out from a place of um just you know, ignorance. Ignorance is bliss. Um, you know, granted, you know, I, yeah. 
I don't know the I don't know the whole scenario. I mean, is it is it a band that first of all is a, is it is it a band a group that is being sold as an original band? It is a group that probably wasn't even sold to this person. This was for a birthday party that was tangential at the venue. They weren't even here for us. That's fair. I mean, they were like a child walking into a theater. So I mean, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna badmouth the patron. However, there is a time and a place for, I'd say, you know, the covers, the covers, for lack of a better word, yeah. for what people know. Calling for requests. Call, yeah. There, there is a time and a place for requests, yeah. but also to understanding what the group is that was booked. Well, that would require knowledge. Yeah, wh- to which, you know, like I said, ignorance is bliss. So maybe the yeah. person, you know, earnestly did not take it as being a rude comment took it oh as no, a of course not took it as a hey do you, you know do you guys take it take requests they she, were ignorant in earnest she Ryan. thought she was asking the bartender if they had sangria also they may leave <laughs> for that statement alone yeah but I, I think that's a thing like requests right requests and encores you know there, there's a bunch of subtle stuff like for instance for with encores if it's not the headliner. You don't really get to ask for an encore because there's a schedule. Well, and then that could, that'll play into part know, two band yeah. etiquette yeah. as well. Yeah. Or Although I, I will say, you know, I am not a fan of the encore. Ooh. Also, if you if you want to make a request, if you got a burning desire for a request of a DJ or a band or something else, uh, the more money you go and flash at them to try to make that request happen will sometimes yield results. If you simply ask without any money, make your money, whore. Kind of though. If you just go and ask without the money, it's just saying, "Hey, you want to do something you were totally unprepared for?" For nothing. For nothing. Yeah. Do you? Hey, curveball. You know, stretch goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's like some like there's a time and a place for that, and bands typically like to accommodate. We like being friendly. We like a good challenge every now and again. But you know, also there's like. Most musicians I know are totally done with that. Not making money, but just, you know, <laughs> playing requests for free. <laughs> Did they ever make money? That's uh, the real question. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but let's we could switch gears over to band etiquette. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Oh, you I got, have you one got a more, final footnote? I have one more uh, burning audience etiquette question. What do you got? Because I feel like this gets thrown out quite a bit, and we might have the chance to create a definitive answer on this. As an audience member, yes. Is it okay to wear the band's shirt to the band's show? Absolutely. Sometimes. Go for it. I will say, is it a shirt? Again, this is where I'm going to get elitist. Is it a shirt that you had purchased directly from the band oh. in some fo- function? Oh. Like, did you buy that? Angle. Did you buy that from a merch table? Or did you buy that from their w- official website? You know, did you get, get it from the band, or is it a printed Led Zeppelin T-shirt from Target, or you know, or you know, or, or wherever have you? Cole's right, Target. Right. Fair point. Like, yeah, I don't know. Cause that that's gonna be being the elitist. Like, you know, how was it printed? Who made the money off of that sale? Cause yeah, you know, yeah, you know, the big box stores that have all the like, you know, T-shirts, you know, a Metallica T-shirt. Yeah, they've got hundreds of Metallica T-shirts, but what did they actually, what contribution actually goes to the band in that? Because, you know, they're using the likeness of the shirt, but... Although, although that, that also opens up a way bigger conversation just about licensing. 
as distribution, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, licensing, distribution, and also what sort of record deal do they have and who's actually making that money? Because if you're trying to support bandmates and like band members, right? If you're trying to support people who are playing the instruments and writing the music and are there for you, right? You know, you, you, you buying merch is one of the most surefire ways to make sure that money gets to them, but it's not foolproof because there are things like 360 deals where your label or management company gets a cut of literally all revenue you make. Yep. All the whole kit and caboodle. Well, yeah, th- on- honestly, too, there was a band that was touring in Europe. They were in a yeah. U.S. band. I, ca- I don't remember who it was. They flat out posted on their social medias, hey, you know, our show in Italy or, or wherever, we will not have a merch table. We will not be selling merch. Because the duties and taxes and fees that they would have to do, you know, basically deal with in order to sell merchandise right, outweighed any profit they made from it. So they said, hey, you know, based off of these Oof. pieces, and, you know, b- and fans are like, what are you talking about? No merch table? This or that? I was like, well, no, it doesn't make s- You know, the whole right. point of mer- the merchandise is to, you know, make money. Yeah. And if, and they flat out, they told people, if you want the merch, you know, buy from the website. We'll ship it to you. We'll do all that and do all those things. It will not be at the performance. Yeah. Yeah. Overseas shows are crazy like that. But I'm also I I acquiesce on that point though. Yeah. Wear wear whatever you want. Probably clothes. Um, or not. Or not. Whatever. You know. Depends on the band. But yeah, wearing 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 stuff is like. The, the the elitism in like oh well, what are you what are you wearing the band shirt to the show like yeah you can do it in a douchey way but you know it's whatever like I doubt anyone's gonna call you out on it and if they do that you know they're probably gu- just as guilt like if someone is guilty of being a poser then whoever's calling them out is also likely guilty of being a gatekeeper yeah so I, I enjoyed that aha moment that I hit you with Daniel though. I, that was that was actually a really really interesting take because I had never heard that angle and it makes so much sense that all right. You said aha. Yep. Sorry. Ugh. Ugh. All right, but now pivoting. So, band etiquette at a show. Um, Joe or Ryan, you want to spearhead this conversation start? Stay for all the bands if you can. That's a great one. Oh my God! That's yes, a, I feel like that's a given, but you would think it's a given. It is not. You you'd hope, but you know I do do understand. You know, particularly you know I understand you know another gig or another commitment like you know us playing in the future from now, but probably in the past of this podcast. In the future, but, but also in the past. past. That's right. <laughs> Leave out a plate of black coffee. <laughs> uh, but no, like you know. You know, we got to eat, we got to work. Sometimes you do have one gig and you have to run to the next. And I think those are the special circumstances to which, you know, if somebody was dipping out on our set because they had, hey, you know, I have this other commitment or I need to go do this, I want them to do it. I don't want, I mean, I I don't want to be the guys like, no, you need to stay for my set. You need to listen to me. Yeah. It's like, you know, you don't have to, but I'd like you to. But, you know, I'd also much rather you, you know, if you, you know, gotta go make money elsewhere. Go do it. Yeah. If you if you gotta if you gotta bounce, and there's a whole number of reasons you gotta go and get out of there, right? Like, and I've I've stayed for like 
some shows and I've had to leave for other ones, right? It's not it's not a big deal. My baby relapsed. I need to take take it to intervention again. Yep. <laughs> baby soaked on codeine. That's right. Scissor. Definitely under the uh, category of acceptable excuses to oh, leave for the sure. show. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's not like it's it's Honestly, it's also the most important at shows that have low draw, right? Because if there's a ton of people there, then you, I mean, on the stage, you probably can't even, you couldn't even tell if the band that opened for you or is headlining is watching you or not, right? However, in uh, shows without a lot of people, you can, you will be able to make eye contact with every single audience member at least 10 times throughout the set. Yeah, it's weird when you do that. <laughs> Stare into their soul. You just gotta look at them. Make sure they're listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, like in those situations, you will notice if one of the bands is absent, right? And I mean, sometimes they're still around and they were listening, and that's also fine. You know, it's cool. But like, sometimes you're like, oh, the opener just left. They abandoned us. The opener can't even be bothered to go and witness the art that we have drug into this venue to perform for these people, you know? And that's a really good way to be like, oh, we don't want to work with them again because they kind of disrespected us by doing so, right? Also, too, there's also the etiquette of being the opener, uh, having us, you know, open a number of shows. You know, that it's a certain role, and I will say it is definitely a, um, there's a level of responsibility on, you know, opening a show in general. Because you want to, you want you want to hype the crowd. You want to, you know, bring the excitement. Because honestly, you're starting at zero. Yep. You're there to, you know, bring the excitement. Y- the best thing you want to do is ramp everybody up. It's like, hey, the next group is going to be on. It's, you know, stick around. Yeah. But like, you know, it's one thing to say that, but then you also have to, you know, bring the energy up from that zero. You know, you're going from, you know, zero to sixty. You know, it doesn't have to have to happen in one or two songs. Yeah. But it's got to have a natural, you know, project, uh, trajectory, trajectory. There it is. There it is. There we go. Found it. Words is hard. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. It's you got to bring up the energy to a level where they want to stay around. Where the first show that they, the first set they saw, they thought this was pretty great. I'm excited to see what comes next. Ooh. And then uh, crosstalk on the mic up there, right? Some of the in-between talk. What do you always got to remember to say? Always thank the venue. Thank the bands. Tip your bartenders. Name the bands. Tip your bartenders and tip your servers. And also, don't forget you need to say who your band is and the members of your band. Who are we? I'm still figuring that out. Yeah, that's fair. 31 years old, still don't know who I am. Aha! Join the club. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's definitely a thing. I don't know what 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 other etiquette do we miss? Stick around, listen. Also, be respectful of everybody else's time. Oh yeah, don't be late. No, don't be late. Show up on time. Don't go over. Don't go over your time. And hearkening back to what we said earlier, unless you're the headliner, even if they're calling for it, you don't get an encore. Yeah. Because that's rude to everybody else. Because there is a schedule, and you are in the middle of that schedule. And if you deviate, you're fucking over the person that's next in line. Right. And honestly, too, it really does count and make make um, the show we played a couple month month back or so. Montrose. It was Montrose. Montrose yep. We were running. We were running on punk time, which for yeah. those unaware, you know, 
It's it. There's an ish after every number on the clock. And sometimes that ish is a little bit bigger than others. Th- sometimes it's a big ish, sometimes it's a little ish. And it was getting to be on the larger ish side. So we, you know, and us wanting to be cordial with the other, the other groups, we, you know, we got the next band said, hey, we're running a little bit behind. You know, yeah. how much time do you need? We're like, we have no problem. You know, we, w- we this is a, a show. We were the opener. I wasn't. We weren't going in there and said, "Hey, we will cut our time for you." But we were say we were going and, "Hey, we're running a little bit behind. You know, what do you need? Um, you know, we want to accommodate and basically keep you know keep the energy, keep the flow of the whole night because we were looking at the you know the show with all the bands as a whole, not just us. Yeah, playing and like, all right, and then the next right. band's like, "Hey, what do you guys need?" And it honestly turned out we didn't need to do actually uh, you know do too much with our set because we got it I, I think we we got it to the point where I think the the night was just running maybe 10 minutes or so off schedule that yeah oh no we were we were a solid like 45 minutes behind oh really oh yeah no we were supposed <laughs> to start at seven I think we started at 745 oh all right I'm remember remembering it slightly different but we still we still ended at a reasonable time for our set yeah. to keep the show moving and going. And I think, ultimately, the group after us was nothing but appreciative. They're like, hey, thank you. Like, mm. just, you know, because we're, you know, we're looking at everything as a whole. It's like, hey, we're not looking to short you guys. You know, we're, we want to do our thing, but we want you to, you, know, you to also do your thing. Oh, yeah. How do we, you know, how do we streamline this in the best effective way? Yep. And I think they were incredibly appreciative. It's like, oh, wow, no, these guys, they get it. Yep. And I think that goes into one more piece. Um, I know it's something I struggle with, being an event coordinator and very anal retentive when it comes to schedules. But when it a show comes together, there are a lot of rotating pieces. There are a lot of different people that are involved in that process and that production. And sometimes one of them is going to run late. Or one of them is going to, something is going to happen that delays the process or delays the schedule that was initially set out. Be chill about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trust in the process and go with the flow and just like you were saying, Joe, communicate with everybody else to make sure that it's still a great experience for all of the bands and then specifically for all the people that are out there in the audience. Because right. sometimes punk time is going to happen and you just got to figure out, all right. We are now working on a shortened schedule. Where do we go from here? Yeah. Like, communication is great. Communication is key. Be cordial. And also, just don't be an asshole. There's a lot of things you can get by with just by not being a dick. Right. I think that may be the uh, key rule right there. And there is there is a time and a place to be a dick. Yes, there is. But that is very much the... Uh, Give me my money. Well, actually, no, it's like, it's the the old martial arts adage, right? Like, if you're getting, if you're in a fight, you've already lost. Like, just being in a fight means that you are not, like, you're not coming out on top because everyone's going to get hurt. Everybody loses in a fist fight. Same thing with being an asshole. If you're being a dick, if you're being a dick, you've already lost. Because then all the people around you also have to watch you being a dick. Yeah, nobody wants to see the dick energy. Yeah. Now, that's not to say you can't be assertive, but, you know, don't be arbitrarily caustic. You know what? That seems like a really, really good note to uh, close out the session on. That's nice. That was what, a, what a nice little uh, blurb to finish that out. 
Don't be arbitrarily caustic. Indeed. Yeah. If there well, are ever words to live by. Well, whose turn is it for the closing? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out here and listening. This has been Jesus Coyote with Coyote Bites, giving you our little snippet on our life experiences and our time in the music industry. We'll see you next week. <laughs>